Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to The Authentic Act. Today, I have a guest uh, who's actually became a new and recent friend of mine. Uh, we haven't actually got to talk too, too much, so this is actually be, you know, some new information for all of us here. So wanted to do this conversation organically and have Austin share his personal story and how he started his media company. So I have here today Austin Cheney. He started a company here in Charlotte called Never End. It's a photo and media production company where he does photography, videos, editing, the whole nine. So I wanted to bring Austin on today. Um, you know, he's experienced some mental health and mental wellness challenges throughout his life, and he's overcome those through his awareness, his character, and his team. So I wanted to bring Austin on today and talk about a few of those challenges and how he's overcame them and where he's at in his journey and his life. So I'd like to welcome Austin. Hey guys, how's it going? So yeah, man, just tell us a little bit about, um, you know, kind of where things started in your life. You know, let's start maybe, you know, towards the earlier start of your, of your childhood and kind of when you started first experiencing, you know, some of the thoughts and what kind of the details revolved around that. Yeah, definitely. So um, I guess, Throughout my, well, definitely as a child, I grew up very, very shy. Um, was, I mean, anything from ordering food to giving class presentations. I mean, you know, anxiety was somewhat, uh, somewhat there. Um, I think over time, it, it grew to be something a little more serious. Um, I, I mean, at the time, I didn't necessarily call it or name it anxiety or um, also dealt with depression. I didn't necessarily call it that or name it that, but it was definitely there. Um, and then growing start up. When did you start realizing some of that? What, what were you seeing in your everyday life growing up? And how did you, how were you able to kind of know like, hey, you know, something, something isn't feeling quite right with me? Um, I guess, well, through, through middle school and high school, well, so I didn't necessarily get uh, diagnosed with it until I think freshman year of college. Um, but in middle school and high school, even in freshman year of college, I, especially like doing like class presentations, which I'm sure most people, they get, you know, some people get anxious, you know, doing class presentations. Most people don't like speaking, mm -hmm. um, in general, but, um, I mean, it got to a point where it was just like, I mean, the week, even the month before the, the, the teacher names the project, you know, here's a project we do, right. do in a month, you know, and like my heart starts, you know, beating like crazy. I'm, you know, um, just super anxious. And like, that's, that's the one thing that's always in the back of my head for like the next month, you know, right. until that day. And then even, and then that day, I mean, the night before I'm not sleeping. Mm -hmm. And then that day, it's just like crippling anxiety, you know. Were you having issues with your diet as well? You know, I know with when the sleep can go, cause I've lived that firsthand, man, is, you know, you, you either sleep all day or, or stay up all night. So were you kind of sacrificing your, your, you know, your physical wellness at the same time? Were you having issues there? Yeah, I, um, especially during high school time, um, especially like later in junior year, senior year. Um, that's really when like even depression started kicking in. And um, I would say even sophomore year. And basically, um, I mean, I would go probably two or three days sometimes just like I might have a, a bag of chips or something, but like oh, really wow. could not even eat just because whatever was going on. And that's the thing, like sometimes I wouldn't even know 
exactly what's going on it's just like boom depression hits or anxiety hits or it's like you know what what's wrong with me you know Mm -hmm. who were some of the like the key players at the time you know that were part of your team that was helped helped you kind of pull out of those moments when you were going days without eating or you were going days without sleeping was it your family did you have some friends that would help kind of give you a reality check like hey man like you know what's going on yeah I had um actually well I kind of I hid it from my family for a good while until they sort of found out about um some of the things that was going on but um I did have like you know a girlfriend at the time um when it started uh, in high school started picking up real bad and but she also dealt with it at the same time so it was kind of like we were both going through you know the anxiety and the depression um and like self-harm and stuff like that so we we're both kind of going through it and it was like you know I want to help you you want to help me but like <laughs> we both yeah don't really have the solution so yeah uh, so that yeah. that really made it tough and um I mean even I mean a lot of it I would say was just kind of kept to myself which was probably the uh, a big issue um just because I didn't you know reach out to people I didn't um have the you know the team that I necessarily wanted or even if I see I don't even know if I necessarily wanted the team at the time you know Mm -hmm. until I eventually eventually found help and um, was able to develop the team which so you found more peace and kind of either referring to your girlfriend or either just kind of keeping to yourself honestly man it sounds like a lot of times maybe your your best uh you know way to get around those things were just to kind of clock out and and keep to yourself yeah and that's just kind of how my personality is you know mm-hmm. i'm very just kind of um to myself and you know i like to have me time you know yeah um, well, i got that vibe when i when i met you man but i i could yeah. feel the energy about you and you you were just a, a genuine dude and i was like wow like you know this guy you know seems real cool you know when, once i started talking to you, you were real genuine and outgoing um but i could definitely tell you kind of had more like a, an introverted personality but when I started learning more about you and getting to hear about your brand and why you started your brand and you kind of, I think I, something came up where I brought something about mental health and I think you started yeah. mentioning some about your story. Um, so we didn't get a lot, you know, a lot of opportunity to talk about it. And so, you know, just recently I wanted to reach out. I was like, man, look, you know, I've, I've been wanting to talk to you and hear kind of your full story anyway. What better way is to do it now to, than to let the kind of the world hear, you know, what's going on and some of the real, world real experiences that people are expecting you know in the moment so what what would you say would you say that being more of an introvert and and feeling so so did you feel like you couldn't reach out to people or or were you afraid of what people would say if you did reach out see i I don't i think because it's not that i necessarily wanted um or didn't want you know someone there for me um because I mean there was definitely times where like I just felt alone I felt lonely I needed somebody there um but I guess yeah like I just I was afraid to to reach out really because one I think the one of the biggest things um I just I didn't think people could understand um unless they had gone through it themselves That's right. um but for me like I didn't know I wasn't you know out reaching out to people saying hey like do you deal with this like can you help me out and you know especially being introverted I'm not looking out for like I'm not going out to the people asking for help you know I'm just kind of 
I was just kind of stuck in my own world and didn't really know how to, how to get out of that, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I definitely can relate to that, man, because, you know, and that's, you know, hearing you say that and, you know, there's so many people going through that exact same moment because we tend to think that, Hey, like we're the only ones going through this, especially at earlier ages, like you mentioned, yeah. you know, we're, we're in middle school, high school. And for me, and I think yourself that you, that you're going to talk about, even through college, we're like, wow, like, you know, I can't believe I'm, I'm going through all this. I'm having all these thoughts, you know, there's really nobody here that understands when really you come to find out that a lot of people around us, one in three, one in four folks are going through some type of anxiety or depression or mental health issue. And it's just to the point where, so you know, it, it cripples you to the point where, you know, you stay so reserved and you stay so within yourself that you really, you know, are afraid truly. And that, and that's where I, th I think I hear you're coming from because I witnessed the same thing. And I think a lot of people do is like, you're fearful of what the perception is going to be once you do explain it to people. And then if you do explain it, you wonder if it's, if it's even going to make sense, you know, because it's yeah. like something so foreign and something so detailed and personal to yourself that, you know, you kind of scratch your head and say, Hey, is this person really understanding what I'm saying? Yeah. You know? So that yeah, really, it's, it's, it's like, it's so hard to like, when you have to explain it to somebody, like, especially my wife, like my wife, she doesn't, um, it, she doesn't, you know, have anxiety or depression. And so mm -hmm. it's really tough on her because she doesn't necessarily understand what I'm going through, you know? And so, and it's, and it's hard for me to really explain that to her because for myself, like, I don't a hundred percent understand it, you know? Right. And, and so it's, it's, it's hard to really kind of explain what you're going through. Like I can say, you know, I can say certain things, but really it's like, unless you've actually felt it and like really that's right. really like gone through it like you can't 100% understand you know that's right yeah and then that's what that fear is what stops a lot of people too because it is you know something so hard to explain because it's not something you can touch you know it's not yeah. something you can touch it's not something you can see you can see the effects from it but you're not able to actually see what's taking place and it almost comes down to somebody you know questioning how you know how valid you are and what you're explaining or whether you're, you're over-exaggerating or under-exaggerating. So it, you know, just becomes one of those things like, well, I'm better off not even trying to get into this because there's really no point. Yeah. 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 That's, that's, I've, I've come to that conclusion a lot of times, um, which can be a good or bad thing, I guess, is where it's just, I just don't even try because it's like, I've felt like I've explained to so many people and they didn't necessarily have the solution. So it's like, eh, you know, or why waste my time trying to explain it? And, that's right. Know, that can be a good or a bad thing, depending on the situation. Yeah, and especially at that age, you, we already know, you know, you don't know what you don't know, right? So, I mean, we're yeah. always learning and there's an ongoing journey that lasts forever. Um, so, yeah. especially at that age, you know, our, oh, yeah. our, our prime focus probably wasn't on our mental health or wasn't on what was going on mentally. <laughs> so, we just pushed that to a side. What's going on in sports or this girl yeah. I'm dating or, or music or video games? Yeah, so, yeah. so going through high school and then kind of starting to really realize those things, but, you know, not really branching out. Tell me about when you went to college. I, th I think I remember you telling me that's when it really kind of start hitting the fan and, you know, kind of really started putting things in perspective, like, Hey, like, you know, something's going on and I need to look more into it. Yeah. So yeah, it, it started getting to a point. Well, actually, so it's kind of interesting and I can't 100% guarantee this is where it all got worse, but it's mm -hmm. what I claim it to be. But basically, 
kind of it's not a funny story but it's a little funny i went to this um uh what, what was it called it's called dance marathon basically at unc charlotte have you heard of it i haven't no so it's basically like this uh it's a 12 hour straight like dance party <laughs> and unc charlotte they they hold one of these every year now i think and um but so it's from like 7 p.m to 7 a.m in the morning and what you do is you just kind of they have different like games and stuff and dancing or whatever but um what they had there was free red bull <laughs> and you know myself you know i'm like tired as everything whatever yeah you're, and, co you're in college free red bull i'm in oh yeah yeah anything free in college you, you grab it you know it doesn't matter what it is <laughs> that's right if it's a keychain you grab it you know? <laughs> <laughs> right like so um so you know i'm grabbing all the free red bulls i can well by the end of the night i had like 12 or 13 red bulls Jesus. And, yeah and i mean i didn't sleep until like the next day <laughs> but um but yeah so like after that i've really started noticing like like i don't know if i just that really messed up like my chemical balances going on inside or something like i'm not really knowledgeable about that kind of stuff but i just feel like that somewhat pertained to increasing my anxiety <clears throat> and, and leading on to you know the health issues that i have mm -hmm. um, so that kind of opened the door, you know, so I guess after that, you know, it was, that was kind of like an everyday thing, maybe not 12, but yeah, no. <laughs> definitely kind of like a repeat from high school, right? The chips, the soda. Yeah. Yep. That brings yeah. up a really interesting point. Um, yeah, especially with the food and diet. Cause a lot of times you see people put so much emphasis on that, that you really don't realize that it's sometimes the reverse to me, everything stems from mental wellness. So even that physical aspect that you're going through, you probably weren't exercising or even if you were, you're not putting the right things in your body. So that stemmed from your mental well-being because you were so far, you know, I use this loosely, but so far gone and had just letting go that, you know, the anxiety and depression took over. So you started reaching out for other outlets, whether it's sugar or caffeine and other, um, you know, addictive things that are, that are in our foods and the things that we can eat and we're not getting the right nutrients. So that's ultimately kind of like this never ending cycle. And you mentioned kind of the, the, the chemical makeup and the uh, effects there. And so that's very true, man. So yeah. with that food and with what we're putting into our bodies affects the hormones, affects our balances, you know, it's physiological. So everything that, you know, we, we are putting into our body has some type of adverse effect, whether positive or negative. So, mm -hmm. you know, couple that with, you know, some mental wellness struggles and some you know things we're figuring out you know you've kind of got it's like shaking up a soda right and you just open it and hope it doesn't you know spray everywhere but yeah so yeah, yeah. So, for, so after that you know what kind of happened throughout college and when when did you realize like you know kind of like waving the flag like hey i i do need to reach out to some people yeah so from from there basically it started um i want to say it's grad it was gradual but not really but um it, it got to the point to where like you know like i love coffee and i mean even energy drinks but coffee is like you know mm. i'm a diehard coffee fan like for sure <laughs> but um you know i would have starbucks like probably every other day but then i started noticing like coffee was like really affecting me. like you know jitters and like you know getting these little mini like panic attacks um and so from there i kind of like i was like all right maybe i just need to slow down on caffeine maybe i'm just sensitive to caffeine 
Um, I even went to the doctor with that. I was like, Hey, you know, caffeine's really affecting me. And he's like, all right, we'll just get off caffeine. I'm like, Oh yeah, that makes sense. So, um, did they try to prescribe you anything at the time? Um, I, I think they, they did. I think that's where medication started. They started giving me, giving me some, like, I don't even remember what it was. I've been on so many different medications, but, uh, but yeah, I think they did prescribe me with something, um, just for, it might've been like general anxiety or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but from there, then I started actually getting like full on anxiety attacks, whether it was like, you know, just either stemming from like an argument and then all of a sudden I just completely shut down and like, mm-hmm. can't talk, can't move, like just like completely shut down or, you know, um, just like having a normal day and then all of a sudden like my body's just freaking out and my mind's going crazy and I'm like I don't you know whatever and then I mean sometimes I would even end up just crying my eyes out because for some random reason you know Mm -hmm. and that's where I was like all right and I was actually uh dating my wife at the time um we were just boyfriend and girlfriend and she I mean even her like I would we would have you know little small arguments and like it would escalate quickly just because of my whatever was going on with me and so and like I would freak out I would punch a wall or I would you know Mm -hmm. like it just got really intense and I'm like all right I need to you know do something about this you know Um, and so that's when I I went to the doctor and he prescribed me with something different and I mean since then I've been on you know who knows what but but yeah that's where that's where it really started picking up you know Still uh, taking something today, or are you not on any medication? I'm actually, um, I actually. So the latest medication I was on, um, which I don't, I don't even know the names of <laughs> of them. Yeah. But, um, but I was taking it, and it was basically um, like I would get withdrawals from it if I, you know, had missed it a day or something. Or, oh wow. Um, or it, it started getting to the point where like, if I didn't take it within the hour, like I took it like once in the morning, once at night. And if I didn't take it within the like normal hour, like I would start having like really bad withdrawal effects. And even if I took it like the rest of the day, I would still have those effects. Um, and the, the effects were like, um, like, you know, dizziness, like sometimes I'd have a really bad headache. Sometimes like I, I would get these like almost like, electric pulses in my oh, body wow. like, you still yeah. take you still taking that so well I actually i've um started weaning myself off of it i'm actually in the process of it now nice, I, completely, I completely i've gotten to the point where i completely stopped taking it but i'm still having a little bit of the effects but it's right. slowly weaning off um but i've actually switched over to i don't know if you're familiar with it um it's actually kind of um i feel like it's the latest craze but uh cbd oil Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've looked in and dabbled with a little bit of that, man. But I mean, yeah, because I kind of went down the same route as you is, you know, they were prescribing me these medications and it was an SSRI. I can't remember the name of it either because there is, there's just so many out there. Yeah. Um, but it made me feel like a sponge. You know, I was just, I was just dead to the world. Like I didn't exist. Like I was just, it kind of shut me down. So, and I, and I can relate to with like when you come off of, or you start taking you like, you, you feel this big, I didn't necessarily go through withdrawals, but I went through like this big shift and like, 
just my energy was all over the place. Like, you know, it's, yeah. and I had no, I felt like I had no control over it. Um, but I'm glad to hear, man, that, that, you know, you're able to do that. And it sounds like in college, that's where some of the awareness kicked in. You're able to kind of grasp that. And even now, you know, staying aware and on top of those things and being able to say, Hey, like, you know, this medication and medicine is causing me more harm than it is good. You know, I tell people yeah. on the, on the show that like, look, I'm not giving me any medication advice nor my doctor or anything like that. But, you know, to me, America can be the biggest <laughs> drug dealer of them all. You know, they, <laughs> they get these yeah. addictive chemicals and substances and God knows who, what's in the medication. And you come to realize that the remedies that they're prescribing you have more side effects than what you walked in there with. Uh-huh. So, you know, and that's, that was a big push for me, man, is like, you know, cause my whole life, my mom was a big advocate of no medicine, but and I was luckily enough to catch mine early on, you know, to know and have that diagnosis like at five versus, uh-huh. you know, you know, cause I can't even imagine man going through what you went through and not really finding out into a later part in your life, because it's almost a piece of you that, you know, was that felt was untold or you didn't really have the full script to, and you didn't really understand how to, to express it. Cause nobody really knew that about you. They were just like, Oh, you know, it's Cheney. He's quiet. You know, he's to himself. Yeah. And I just yeah. thought that's who you were. Uh-huh. Yeah. So yeah, man, I'm really glad to hear that. And any type of natural remedy or something that's, you know, more pure than the medication, I'm always a big advocate. And that's something we can talk about, you know, kind of one-to-one when we catch up is, yeah. Uh, what I kind of experienced and, and did to help me keep myself away from medication and all, you know, and utilize, you know, kind of making myself be more extroverted than I wanted to, but really utilizing the people around me, you know, like your wife, like your family that, that really understand who you are and really want to see you be the best version of you. So, yeah. you know, we definitely can chat about that, man, but I'm really glad to hear that you're able to kind of separate yourself from it and make the step because I'm sure that's not easy at all. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And it's, it's, it's so true. I, you mentioned, you know, you, you get this medication and there's all these extra side effects. And then like, I, I, I was taking this one medicine, I got these side effects and the doctor's like, well, Hey, here's another prescription. Let's take this to, to decrease those side effects. And I'm like, now I'm taking, you know, Oh, wow. So he had you take effects. both. He had you take both of them. And the other medication was just simply because of the side effects. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, wow. come on. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's where it kind of hits a, a passionate point for me is just like, I mean, cause it hurts cause you see people going through this and especially living it. And then you realize, and once you able are, you know, once you're able to see the light just a little bit, you're like, wow, like everybody around me, you know, it's kind of the opposite of what you thought when you were younger or what we thought when we were younger is like, nobody has this. And then you look around, you're like, well, damn, everybody's going through something like, you yeah. know, maybe even worse than I was because, you know, there is, you know, the lack of communication or just understanding and want to be able to connect with one another and say, Hey, like, this is who I am. This is what I have going on. Like, let's get to know each other and help elevate one another's lives. But, you know, so now with social media and how technology is, people are so disconnected. Nobody wants to communicate. Everybody's so judgmental. Um, you know, we're really, when we reveal the person behind the curtain, we all have something going on. You know, it's not this illusion with, you know, happy go lucky every minute, like on social media or doing all these things on social media when really the truth is, is seen in our everyday lives. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. So it's, I was, uh, I was just going to say it's, it's, um, I think you said like, 
you know, one in three or one in four people, you know, struggle with something like this. And it's like, you know, when I was little, like, like you said, like, I didn't know, like, I didn't know anybody else that, you know, might've struggled with this. And now it's like, you know, it's like everybody deals with it. And I'm like, wow, like, it's a lot bigger than I thought it was. You know? Yeah. Like I want to, I want to talk to your girlfriend just because she's so unique because she, you know, doesn't have those things going on. So it's yeah, almost know, the yeah. opposite. You're like, well, shoot, <laughs> like tell me what, what you're doing and what you have going on. So like you're a unique person for not having some of these things, you know, go on in their lives. So yeah, tell me a little bit more about that. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, so it, in college and you know, when, when you, when did, when did some of the, you know, the, the self harm kind of kick in, if you don't mind, sharing sharing with everybody and myself you know what at what point was it too much and what point was the medication not working or you know you felt Uh like it was just you you know tell us a little bit about that yeah so um it actually so that kind of came before um college that actually um that that happened with um basically like the girlfriend that i was talking about recently Mm -hmm. um around like freshman or sophomore year of high school um I was dating and I um basically she she kind of introduced it to me not not like she didn't influence me or anything but like I saw that you know she dealt with that like self-harm and all that and Mm -hmm. and then that's when I was like I don't know it just kind of brought it to my attention and you know I don't necessarily can explain the reasoning behind it but really it just kind of that's how I was started to deal with my own pains and my own, you know, just everyday struggles. Um, and even, I guess, even before that, um, my grandpa, he passed away from uh, suicide when I was, I don't know, real young. Um, oh, wow. I think it was around second or third grade. Um, and at that time that wasn't like, I didn't necessarily understand it or anything. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, growing up, you know, I started getting a relationship with that girl and um, kind of introduced that to to me, I guess. And from there, like, I kept it hidden. Um, it was, I mean, you know, I'd be wearing long sleeve shirts and, or even like I would get, you know, I might, you know, most of the time self-harm, it's, you know, you think of your wrist, um, cutting your wrist and stuff. But um, it got to where, you know, to hide it, I would do, you know, my legs or my ankles or, you know, my, my side. Um, did your family, did your family know this was going on? No. So not for, for a while they didn't, um, just because I, so how, how was, long would you say would did for a while, did it go on for like months, years? What would, I think it was about, about a year. Um, oh, oh wow. They, so you're able to keep it from them that long. Yeah. But basically how they figured it out was, um, another a different girlfriend that I was dating at the time um now this was high school so relationships didn't last long (laughs) 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 but uh but that that girlfriend she was like look like you need help like you know something's got to change here um you know she knew about my my self-harm and stuff and so basically she had reached out to my parents um and then which I'm very thankful for at the time I was like why did you do that like why would you whatever but I mean I understand she was worried and and all that so um she she reached out to my parents and my parents they were like look like you know we need to we need to get you help and obviously they were very worried and um so um at that point actually we got a um a therapist and I did a therapist for a little bit um which was very helpful at the time um 
but yeah, so that's, that was sort of my, um, and, and I think the therapist, um, that really did good for getting over myself harm and stuff like that. He was very, mm-hmm. very positive and just, it was good to have, I think at that point it is where I had somebody I could really talk to about it. Right. Um, Cause he actually himself, um, he, uh, we got along well. He, I mean, he, he went through the same things. So it was kind of, you know, it was, the, it was that point where I found somebody that truly understood. Now he might've dealt with it a little differently than, sure. or went through some different struggles, but in a way he still somewhat understood. So. Yeah, but um, speak on the same frequency. Yeah. Yeah. So um, at that point we were able to uh, so this, really talk, talk things through. This kind of hit, hit your family all at once. Kind of the, the, the self-harm and you know, the whole, Hey, like I've been having stuff going on for a while now that I really haven't shared with you guys. How, how did they handle that? You know, when, when you did tell them, you know, you know, kind of almost did the reverse, you know, they found about, found out about the self-harm first and then maybe some of the wellness issues second. So what was their response and, you know, how did things go from there and, you know, what that looked like? So, I mean, they were, they were definitely, I mean, they were worried for me. They were um, scared obviously because, um, you know, obviously my, grandfather passing away in the past and then um so it's something that you know they were a little bit you know aware of and so um I mean really they were um I mean they were just they were very supportive you know they got they wanted to get me help and um even through that they they kind of kept an eye on me just kind of you know I don't I mean we it's not like we weren't close but they were they were a little closer than than normal you know um and uh just really like being aware of sort of the issues that I was going through and um just being mindful of it and you know whether it was like you know maybe they might have been mad at me for something but it was a little less intense because you know you know just learning how to how to deal with I guess a child which I'm sure was very difficult on their end you know I mean I you know dealing with your own child that is really struggling with something that you might not totally understand I think that's I'm sure that's difficult, you know? That's right. Yeah. My mom had to, uh, well, she didn't have to do anything, but she, you know, quit her job at the time when I was growing up just to solely stay home with me. And then she ended up, you know, me and my brother are four years apart, but I mean, it's a full-time job, you know? And, yeah. um, you know, we found out a little bit at a, at a younger age, but I mean, that was her full-time, you know, and, it, and it's hard, you yeah. know, especially, you know, regardless of what point you find out, it's just, it's so tolling on your personal self, your family, everybody around you, because they feel the pain you feel because they're so close to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. it's, so it sounds like when that's when a lot of the, you know, awareness kicked in for, you know, yourself, your family, and just really saying like, Hey, you know, this is something we need to address. Mm-hmm. What, what was kind of, you know, you know, is it, is this something they, they kind of look back at and said, okay, now this kind of makes sense. You know, we're, when you guys talked and you were, you did feel like you could open up more, you know, cause even if it's your family, right. You know, there's still things today that I struggle, you know, trying to explain to my mom or other people. Cause it's just like, sometimes you can't put it to words, you know, no yeah. matter like my mom knows me like, you know, probably just about as, <laughs> as well as I know myself, but uh-huh. there's some things that are just so hard to articulate and put into words. You're like, uh, man, I'm just going to keep it to myself. So you know, was there, were you guys able to kind of have a conversation and they see like, you know, 
throughout your childhood and life, you know, there was kind of signs and, and symptoms that you guys were maybe both seeing, but weren't aware of at the moment. I don't think we ever really like talked about or really like came to like realizations of different things in the past. I mean, we definitely talked about, you know, you know, learning how to, to deal with the, you know, the self-harm and the depression that I was going through at the time. And, um, you know, just being able to overcome that. But I think it, it got to a point where um, I don't think I, I mean, I haven't necessarily completely overcome it, but right. uh, it got to a point where it just kind of like leveled out. And um, I mean, I wasn't, you know, doing self-harm anymore. I still dealt with depression and anxiety, but, um, but like I said, I think even my anxiety didn't a hundred percent like really affect me like that was more of my I guess depression stage and then anxiety kind of really kicked in once I was already out of the house and I was in college you know right yeah it makes a lot of sense because I I I feel like our paths are real similar there because I I felt the same way you know because I was so depressed internally you know when I was at home and you know I was just mad as hell you know I was just hated everything and, and mad and people thought you know I was kind of a jokester and an extrovert but you know I would hide it behind my personality so kind of like you know same thing with you just opposite you were a little bit more introverted but you were still you know mad angry just frustrated you know depressed and then sounds like when we both went to school I mean my anxiety went through the roof you know because I was already through obsessive compulsive such try to perfect everything and then college and this and that it's not that it was hard but it's Uh just so much that's you know, new things going on and new things to think about is what, what is this person thinking about me or did I do this right? Or, you know, and just when you combine the depression, the anxiety, I mean, it's just, it explodes at that point. And so, you know. Yeah. And I agree with you there. I mean, like going into college, that's, I mean, your life changes. I mean, if you go into like, you know, a university, especially and you're, you know, you get your own apartment or townhome or whatever, um, or you're staying in dorm, like your life is just completely turned around. And right. uh, that's, that's where you start having to like be a little more independent and like, you know, maybe bills are starting to come in if you have like rent or something like that. And so like your life is just completely changed and then mix that in with anxiety and depression. And that's just, that's not good. You know, <laughs> that doesn't yeah. mix very well. Yeah. Cause I, you know, I'm right there with you because, you know, I, I wasn't fortunate enough you know, to have, you know, everything paid for, right? So I, I had to yeah. work and I was working since I was 16. And, you know, just having that extra stress on top of what's going on internally, you know, it's just kind of one of those hard balances again, where it's really hard to just articulate. And so many people are like, oh, you know, it's just work or it's just school, but they have no idea what's really going on behind the scenes, mm-hmm. you know? So it's it's just kind of this two different wars and battles going on all at the same time and they're colliding with each other. And it's just, you know, it's draining. Your energy goes down, your emotions swing, you know, and it's, and it's so hard to put on this performance and act, performance and act to people and, and to, to go out and be social, to go out to the class or to go out and, you know, be with friends when, you know, you're just so drained or haven't slept the night before or drank tw- yeah. 12, 12 Red Bulls, man. <laughs> Jesus, uh-huh. you have a heart attack. I'm surprised. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it sounds like now, you know, a lot has, has been going really well for you, man. I mean, obviously yeah. it sounds like from what I've gotten to know about you just in our conversations uh, when we connect and then getting to know more about you now, I mean, 
you're a guy that has an extremely good character, man. You seem like a, a good soul and you seem very genuine. So tell, so tell us a little bit about what you have going on now, man. Tell us a little bit about, um, you know, some of the things you're doing with your photography and why you started your photography business. Yeah. So, well, with, um, I guess to get into my photography, well, I, I was, I grew up very, um, in the creative, I guess I was very creative personality. Um, I mean, I started off when I was a little kid, I liked to draw a lot, um, paint and stuff like that. Um, eventually I got into, uh, I think middle school, I started doing like uh, story writing oh, nice. uh, and, and writing and stuff. And, um, I remember like I had a series called, um, it was like the adventures of Mac and cheese <laughs> and, <laughs> and the two characters were Mac and cheese. And like, I, I made a, basically this might be off topic, but, oh, <laughs> um, that's fine. It, in sixth grade we had this assignment where like we made a um we had to make our own short stories and so i made i made that story well then my classmates liked it so much that i continued a series of it and i did like three or four different like series of them and <laughs> just for the fun of it that's so, uh um, oh that's pretty that, that's neat man because especially in school i feel like school crushes so much of our creativeness and you know yeah, our, our imagination you know just being so stuck in that process so that's really yeah so from uh but from from there i went to um uh what, what was next i did so <laughs> this is interesting i went into acting in in middle school like what? Eighth grade. Really? Yeah, t- totally opposite of you know my personality that's what i was uh, about to say how, how did that work out <laughs> yeah it it's i still don't completely understand it but really i guess how I got about it was most of my roles in acting were like either no lines or like one of my, one of the plays we did, I was like a, a zombie that was being like done surgery on or something. Mm-hmm. But basically all I had to do was like lay there. So <laughs> <laughs> nothing was ever like intense. So. So you didn't have some long speech to give out no, for the people. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. And I, but like, I definitely still, I still had that like stage fright, but it was interesting because I still like, I kept, with it like you know the next year i did it again so it's like i don't it must have just been like my creative mind and like it's just like oh this is some somewhere i can you know use my creativity i guess i don't know um so you've but, always been a creative person then oh yeah definitely yep and then i mean from there that that's when like high school i got my first like iphone and i started taking you know photos of like my food and you know random <laughs> stuff and like posting it on instagram yeah <laughs> and then one year I asked for uh, a camera for Christmas. And then from there, that's to where basically like all those past passions were like, I even got it to music, but like all those, they never like stuck. Well then like photography, it just kind of stuck. And that's where like, I was like, all right, this is like more so a passion than it is just, you know, a hobby. So, that's right. So were you always, what... were you always um, an entrepreneur and work and working for yourself once you, left school and college or did you work somewhere else in the in between no yeah so i um once i i mean before college i did a bunch of small stuff here and there like delivery driving and stuff like that but um uh yeah once i actually i left college to pursue photography full-time um and that's where um i actually started doing my uh work with keen dog and doing a lot of their work and um 
and I was still doing well and stuff at the same time and uh, eventually left Keen Dog and really just growing my own business. So yeah, I've been doing uh, my own business never end for, uh, I don't even know how long it's been now, <laughs> year, two years, three years maybe. Yeah, your your work is, is really good, man. I know just from working with Keen Dog myself, some on the dog training side, like seeing some of their material and uh, videos and content they put out. I mean, it's, it's totally different than anybody else's because most dog trainers for one, don't do that. And for two to do it at the caliber that you're doing it and putting that out there and people are seeing it. I mean, I know that shot their business up. And then, so basically it seems like, you know, through that hands-on real world experience, you started getting, you probably gained organic business, right? You started getting referrals yeah, yeah. Yeah. and people contacting you. Yeah. And like, I, I mean, I definitely owe like keen dog a lot of, um, my progress just throughout my career because I mean even when I went into doing Keen Dog it was just photography and they were like hey we need you know video too and they were thinking about hiring like another videographer but um, I actually I was like well my camera does the same thing so why don't I just learn videography right and so that's when I started picking that up and I mean I've just learned so much just you know producing stuff for them well, that's a point and credit you should give to yourself as well, man, because, you know, it, it, it shows that you've come through that adversity from, from hurting yourself to being overly medicated to really kind of being an introvert and not really to, to really coming out and saying, hey, let, let me take on this new role. Let me, let me show you I can still do this. And then that ultimately launched your business. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Taking on those experiences and, you know, coming out of your shell a little bit because you could have easily, you know, turned that down and said, oh, you know, I don't, I don't really know how to do that you know, you may want to find somebody else, but instead, you know, you applied yourself and learned how to do it and you're putting out really good material now. Yeah. Yeah. So where's everything at for you now? You know, <clears throat> you know, I know you said, you, you know, coming off the medication, some, you know, starting to look in some more natural remedies. It sounds like things are going well with your wife and you. So where's things at now for Austin, you know, where are, where's your business stand, your personal well being? you know, how does things look, you know, moving forward? Hey, you know, light's always at the end of the tunnel, you know, so that's right. Um, always looking up and um, I, I wouldn't say I'm, you know, a hundred percent healed or anything. I mean, depression and anxiety, it's, it's still there to a level, but um, I think just being more uh, mindful of it. And now it's, it's not so hidden and it's, and I mean, especially nowadays, I mean, like one every one out of every three or four like people have it and so it's um i mean there's definitely a bunch of just ways to really just kind of learning how to cope with it and a lot of it's trial and error but um but yeah so i mean like i mean like i've said i've been doing this the cbd oil stuff and, and um, just doing some i've actually been doing some more exercising and um, I try to eat right every now and then, but um, <laughs> so, so six Red Bulls instead of 12, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm cutting those down. <laughs> no, but, um, but yeah, just being more like mindful of it and um, having a lot more positive mindset. I've been getting a lot more into um, just like self-help, like reading and yeah, and podcast stuff like that, um, which have been really good for me and just um, keeping my, you know, mindset on, the goals that I have and, and and that's that's a big thing too is having a goal really and and setting you know many goals in between them to really get you to that goal um, just having something to really push for um, and then even being married I mean 
I haven't even been married for a year yet and uh, we'll be coming up on a year in March. Um, but I mean, even just having a partner there by my side, it's, it's been really helpful too. So. Yeah. That's, a, that's invaluable, man, because you know, that's what this whole show is about and you hit the nail on the head. I mean, your, your awareness now is obviously it kicked in, you know, for you and your family, you know, a few years mm-hmm. back, but now, like you said, you're investing in yourself, you're investing in your work, your skills, your relationships, and your awareness is helping you realize things that aren't going well, but things are also going great, you know, and you're able to capitalize and focus, you know, that attention on the more positive things and getting away from the more, you know, depressive, anxiety ridding things that would have normally, you know, clogged our mind in the past. And so obviously, like I said, too, man, you've always been a guy with, with great character. And tell me a little bit about that. You know, who, what, what is your character about? You know, what, what are some things about you that you've gained through yourself or religion or anything that's, that makes you who you are? What are things that at your core, you know, you believe in and stick by? Uh, well, definitely. Um, I mean, the biggest thing is, is my faith. Uh, I, you know, uh, my Christianity, um, you know, I do believe, um, and God and all that and so um, the biggest thing there is really um, you know a part of Christianity is you know we've already won and so really it's it's you know and that's that's just such a awesome thing to really think about is you know if you already have the victory well really all you got to do is just live it out you know that's right um, so that's that's really been um, just a positive thing for me and um, really just sticking with my faith and, um, you know, reading through the Bible and all that. Um, and then also, I mean, uh, learning, building confidence, really, and building a, a positive mental attitude, really. Because, um, you know, with with depression, I mean, obviously, mindsets tend to go towards negativity. We're just learning how to, within daily things, just keeping that positive mental attitude and um, Man, just learning. You, you said it best because <clears throat> I, I learned this firsthand on myself to, in, just in October. I mean, cause you have to love yourself, you know, cause I hated myself and a lot of people yeah. do. And it was the first time in 26 years, I actually looked in the mirror and smiled and said, you know, I love myself. I love the person I've become and the mind that I am and the soul that I am. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, man, that really resonates with me a lot. And I think it'll resonate with a lot of people listening because, you know, we, we're our own worst critics. We create our own realities and perceptions and, and we live that life. And like you said, you've already got the victory. And I tell people in here, you know, no matter what you believe in religion, spirituality in general, it's something that's become important in my life. Um, you know, I, I grew up Christian and you know, I, I was always a question asker from the obsessive compulsive. So, you know, started asking questions. Those questions weren't really met. But when I went to college, I really hit like a big atheist phase and I lost so much friends and family and, and people that, you know, once respected me and I was close to because, you know, just like with and sometimes in religion, you know, an extremity of anything is, is not good, you know, so whether you you know, do believe or don't believe I went to the polar opposite side, but was so extreme about it thinking that I was always right. You know, I I had a real big ego and reality check to the point where now at at my age, you know, I'm, I am spiritual, you know, I don't really dedicate it to a certain religion, but you know, none of that matters. Everybody has their own path and journey and things that make sense. And to me, as long as those things make you a good person, that's all that truly matters. 
whether it's Jesus or Buddha or the universe or any other adjective you want to put to it, you know, that, that within itself is having that belief and having something, like you said earlier, to live for and to work for and to, and to know that you're here for a purpose. You know, I think that's, that's the biggest message. And it sounds like, you know, through religion, man, and through some of your own self-realizations, you were able to find, you know, who Austin was, who, who is that true self and, and started coming out of your shell more. And ever since then, you started manifesting your own realities and, and things started pl- falling in place around you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Definitely. So, so what's next, man? You know what? I know you've got some good stuff going on with your media and it sounds like you've built a good team around you. It sounds like your families, you and them are close and you've got your wife and congratulations on the, the recent marriage. Okay. So it sounds like you guys were together for a while, right? So since college. Yeah. Yeah. We met right, uh, right around freshman year. Nice. And that's hard to find, man. And cause I can speak for myself on that because I, uh, you know, I was kind of the, the typical guy growing up sometimes and was, you know, chasing around women and, just living that lifestyle. But then when you meet that person, man, you kind of know, and, you know, I've been fortunate enough to, you know, we just celebrated our one year anniversary um, in December, you know, so thanks man. And I mean, she's an awesome, awesome soul. I actually want us all to get together and get some dinner sometime and I love all four of us to just sit down, you know, have, have some drinks and chat a little bit, man. That'd be really fun. Cause be she's awesome. been a huge, huge, um, support my life and just somebody that like came in at the darkest moments i gained all this weight and really hit rock bottom and this this woman still loved me for who i was and and saw who lee was um and elevated me man it just introduced me to different music and getting me out of the house more and just getting me out of that deep dark hole so you know people like that on our team are invaluable you know the world you know, has this way of sending those people when we, when we need it most, right? Just like your girlfriend that kind of raised the red flag and told your parents, you know, she had an obligation and a duty that was sent to her to, to help you, you know, because you've got a purpose and destiny you've got to fulfill. So yeah. she was put in your life, man, to, to really, I think, make a pivot and make that change because, you know, it could have gotten worse. Yeah. You know, it could have gotten you know, progressively worse because it sounded like it went from one relationship to another. So mm-hmm. it sounds like you had somebody that at the moment cared and, you know, they were able to sort of play their part. So I'm glad to hear everything's going well, man, and, and going good. Uh, but yeah, tell us a little bit, you know, before we wrap it up, tell us a little bit about what you have going on with the brand and, and share with the the followers here where they can find you on Instagram and social media and see some of your work and, Tell, tell everybody a little bit about what you have coming up. Yeah, so um, I guess I can kind of, would it be right to explain, I guess, the idea behind my brand and the, the name and the logo and all that? Yeah, yeah, I would love to hear that. Yeah, so, um, well, it's called Never, Never End. Um, the logo is the semicolon, which um, if you don't know the meaning behind that, the semicolon, um, why does an author use the semicolon? Or an author uses the semicolon to continue a sentence instead of end it. Um, and so that's been kind of a symbol for um, people that deal with, you know, self-harm and it's kind of a suicide awareness and anxiety, depression. Um, so it's been kind of a symbol um, for that. And so um, I took that and, and made it my logo. Um, and never end was just kind of something that, um, you know, never end your life or never end. Yeah. Um, and so that, that the name just kind of 
resonated with me and I, I kind of stuck with it. And yeah, I never knew that about your brand, man. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where, that's how, um, I sort of created my logo and the, the title and all that. Um, and then, so, yeah, I mean, uh, my Instagram, it's, uh, at never underscore creative. Um, you can same thing on Facebook, uh, have a YouTube, just type in never end creative. Um, but yeah, then as of right now, you know, all my stuff, it's, uh, photography, anywhere from photography, videography. I do, um, I do a mixture of everything from, uh, corporate work to weddings, to music videos, to anything and everything. Uh, yeah, man, it looks like you've got a, a real extensive profile, obviously like in the corporate space, doing a lot of things for businesses. And then you've got a big portfolio in the wedding arena as well. Yeah. Yeah which, you know, weddings are, it's a whole nother industry, but uh, For sure. it's, it's, it's fun. Um, but I'm, and I'm actually, um, I guess what's coming up, uh, I've been working on a lot, um, some bigger projects as far as um, video goes and video production. Um, and I've, you know, my whole idea is to kind of really create Never End as a, a team, you know, um, and having just a group of, creatives um and building a, a crew to where um i mean i've got projects coming up that like this summer i'm making a, a short film for a client um which is actually really exciting because um i haven't done something necessarily in that area so that'll be exciting um and for that i'll need to obviously build up a crew so that we can um you know uh, finish out the project so that's that's something that's really exciting um stuff that's going on in in the in the brand so nice man and to that point well actually uh, i know i mentioned to you last time about linkedin so i you know I, I post a lot of my you know material on linkedin so there's a big business and corporate following there obviously and it's a lot of genuine people man so we'll get you a, a linkedin page going too and you know we'll get some of this information shared out there and put out there to the linkedin community because it's like you said it's like now is about being a collective and coming together and saying, Hey, I'm good at X, Y, Z. You're good at ABC. Let's work together. There's plenty to go around. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, man. So I would love to introduce you to some of those folks here and hopefully some of the listeners here will check out your work. Um, but yeah, we'll definitely get it launched on LinkedIn and put some of your work out there as well. Cause there's, I know there's a lot of people looking for headshots and looking for, yeah. you know, different corporate material and things like that for advertisement. So you'd be a good resource for, you know, that, industry as well i think definitely yeah yeah and i mean networking is it's everything nowadays so yeah and, and to that point we actually have linkedin local coming up um i got asked to be one of the hosts here in charlotte um so linkedin local is an event that was basically started in uh, i think it was australia uh, by a lady that was basically saw all the potential that LinkedIn had and then started creating events and, Hey, come out and, and meet your real world connections, you know, take those relationships to, to person. And the beautiful, beautiful thing about LinkedIn local, it's not, it's not like a uh, typical event. You just go and sit and listen. It's actually like a true networking event. We have keynote speakers, but the majority is around networking and it's not like your sales pitchy networking. It's genuinely, Hey, you know, I'm Austin. This is my story. Hey, I'm Lee. This is my story. And people are actually getting to know each other because these are connections they've been following and communicating and engaging on content with for, for months and years now. So now there's a lot of people. Actually, somebody flew down here recently. Uh, her name's Lila Smith. And she was a big impact in my life from LinkedIn. And, and she was at Chris and Sherry's 
book signing UMAP that has to do with like strength finders assessments and things like that. Um, so she curated a process around that to help people recognize their strengths, skills, and values to align with their work. So and they were two big players in my life and I got to meet them in person from LinkedIn local. So Kristen Sherry's here in Charlotte. Um, I think Lila Smith's in Texas, but she flew for Kristen's book signing. I got to meet, you know, I had met Kristen before we all went to dinner. And so it's, it's a really cool event, man, to, to bring, you know, your material and what you do and, and just really who you are and being able to share that with other professionals and other just real people looking to do exactly like you're doing in the media space, collaborate, collect, and be a part of a group. So it's been, it's been amazing, amazing, amazing talking to you, my friend. And I really thank you so much for getting on here and sharing your story. You know, this, like you said, this was something new for you. Heck, it's still something new for me. You know, I'm starting to learn some of the podcasting things and putting stuff out there. But really, man, it's just about capturing a, an organic, true conversation. And I, I greatly appreciate you sharing what you share today and, and putting your story out there and putting yourself out there. You know, I know sometimes it isn't easy. So thank you so much for doing that, man. Definitely. And I appreciate you, you know, giving me the opportunity and, and all that. So that's I'm definitely appreciative always man and thank you all for listening so this has been an uh, episode with austin cheney and telling a little bit about his story and his brand never end so hopefully you guys enjoyed the recording and look forward to hearing you all soon and thank you for tuning in to the authentic act